So giving some thought to what's going on around us right now, it's just crazy. I'm not sure whether it's because we have more access to information and social media and television that we see more of what's happening or whether it's just exaggerated, it's just getting more and more. Having just come through the last two years, not that we've come through it, but started to learn how to deal with it and then to be hit with another world disaster that's occurring in front of our eyes and and lots of tragedy, it gave thought to me for what what gives us courage, what what creates the ability to get up and go when the last thing one feels like doing is getting up. Um, and, it, and, I, and I came to think about often when we see and hear of tragedy around us, we may think it's a sense of giving up or making a decision to take ourselves out, which is often led by either the stress and the pain of what we're dealing with not being able to see the future, deciding maybe the easiest way out would be out. And so we probably see in in the tragedies we have seen around us that some of it has been fear-based, some of it has been physiologically based, some of it has been a diagnosis of um, a biological, and some of it has been a diagnosis of mental or emotional Um, inability to see the way forward. And with that, uh, it came to being that I realized that one of the, I'm actually reading a brilliant book at the moment, and one of the strong messages in all of us is that we have come through a kind of a colonial upbringing, I'm generalizing, where it was the stiff upper lip, uh, not ever showing your scars, not ever being able to expose one's emotions, you know, cowboys don't cry, uh, not ever asking for help, not ever looking to see that there are other people around me who are probably dealing silently with whatever they're dealing with. And sometimes they just need one person to express what they're going through in order to make it okay that actually I'm not alone Um, I'm not going through this alone. There are lots of people around me who are probably going through similar uh, emotional and and mental trauma. And because we don't have strong communities where we can go and just pop down the street and there's a sign on the wall that says uh, community group here or a support group here, uh, because we don't have that, we generally suffer in silence. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with being in touch with one's emotions. And when I say in touch, it doesn't mean that you've overcome them, that um, you are a leader of emotions, that you're a champion of being able to get through emotion. It's not that at all. It's about being witness to them, knowing that they are there, not hiding from them, and finding a way to, to actually come through it to use it, to use the emotion as a way to be able to grow. So in other words, using emotion and pain as your leverage, as your as a as a factor, as um as your strength. So leaders who fall and get up have actually been able to embrace the sadnesses, the fears, the 
the tragedies, the the resentments, the feelings of of failure. And when I say embrace, not necessarily, as I said, have overcome them, but actually live with them and realize the ups and downs and celebrate and recognize the ups and know that the downs are going to come. They do. Unless one's had a frontal lobotomy, we generally don't live in a band of mediocrity. Uh, it's just how each of us handle the ups and the downs that makes the difference that it seems like it's a band of mediocrity. And by that, I mean, you know, one can look around and see that somebody is always happy or somebody's always balanced, doesn't seem to raise their voice or lower their voice. I'm often in awe of people who don't seem to talk with an excessive amount of passion, flinging their hands around, um, because I often wonder maybe I use up too much energy by doing so. However, it's it may, may often be that they just have learned how to keep the balance, even if one seems to be peddling furiously underwater, like a duck on water, always looking graceful and calm, a swan, and the, and, the, and the little feet are really going furiously under the water that you can't see. So I just wanted to come in here and suggest that emotion and the up and down of emotion can be kept in check to a point. And I'm not talking about, you know, different scenarios and extenuating circumstances. Obviously, that probably needs a more professional medical consideration. I'm just talking about being able to, when, when fear happens, acknowledge it, notice it, see it, and suggest that it goes and sits in the corner, which is what I often do. When panic or embarrassment or a feeling of rejection or loss and I talk more about material loss. I think human losses definitely needs another chapter on this. But, you know, the little day-to-day -day experiences that we experience that can seem mountains at the time, and when we look back on them, we think, gosh, I wonder why I spent so much energy on that. Perhaps would be better accessed if we didn't try and push it down and use the stiff upper lip. Yes, engage with society. Don't become a burden on society by always being agony aunt or a Karen. But at the same time, don't hide it. Use it as your armor. Use it as your, your power, your fuel. Face it. Look at it. See it. But don't live there. This is Kim and I'm done